Hey there, Patriots. I hope you're having a great day. My name is Melissa Red Pill the World with the Freedom Force Battalion. I am guest hosting for Dr. Alan Keyes today. I hope you enjoy this show today. We're going to talk about Metaverse. Uh, this is a, the hottest thing uh, out there today, and we need to be aware of it and how we can push back on that. I'm going to also talk to you about the, um, uh, the Tucker Carlson special that's coming up about January 6th. And we're always looking at how this is biblical so that we know that this is the great day that we're being uh, delivered from our enemies. We are going to take them and we're going to have a thousand years of peace. So stay tuned. I will be right back. Hey there, Patriots. I am so glad that we get to, to come on together on Brideon.tv. I hope that you really enjoyed what we're talking about today. So yes, I'll, just for those of you who are new, um, I, again, am Melissa, Red Pill the World. I have been uh, doing videos since uh, April 2018, trying to show how this is biblical, what we are experiencing. I've been a missionary for many, many years, teaching God's word for more than I care to say. And so uh, we look at how this is biblical. This is the promise. At the end of the video uh, today, I'm, hopefully I'm going to have time to, to show you some wonderful passages that show you no doubt that this was a promise that the those who are uh, had tyrants over us who were doing crimes against us that we thought were for us that would be exposed and that we would destroy their rule over us and that we would enter into a thousand years of peace that's why i wrote the book and times and a thousand years of peace and it's on amazon for 2.99 if you want to check it out it's wonderful news you will be very very glad you did read it and you'll find out that you know what this lady's right. Everything she says makes sense. Uh, it really does. Once you start to, when you have a few little pieces of the puzzle, then you can decode it, and you're like, it's you know, it's not that it's not that complicated. We're just going to destroy those who have uh, ruled over us. So let's jump in here. <laughs> First, I have to do something funny. This I just busted out laughing yesterday when I saw this. This is uh, I can't remember this this actor's name, but here he goes. Oh, don't tell me it's not going to play. He's falling down this mountain. Ah, oh, no, it's one of those videos. It doesn't it doesn't want to play on this. But anyway, let me see. If, you know, what? I'm going to show you real quick while, while we're here, just because we are. I'm going to show you how uh, you can go to my telegram. Definitely join with me on my telegram. Can you see that right there? This is the telegram. <laughs> this is hilarious. You've got to see it. It's too funny. Here we go. I'm going to show it to you. There you go. It's like not wanting to cooperate, but we're going to get it. We're never going to we're never going to give up. <laughs> this is Biden. Yeah, the numbers keep dropping and plummeting. And there he goes. He thinks he's, his numbers have reached the bottom. Oh, no. <laughs> there they go again. And they go. Oh, what was his name? Chris Farwell, whatever his name was. Funniest guy you ever ever thought it maybe that stopped maybe maybe and no <laughs> isn't that awesome yeah finally finally thud you'll get to the bottom and it's just negative and that's exactly what we're seeing that's what we're experiencing this uh, is quite the uh, the day to see uh, as, as as Steve Bannon whom I love what a patriot he says you know uh, they, they're still an election has had a very 
very bad consequence. And so it's he's dropping like a stone. So anyway, so let's go. President Trump just put this out yesterday. I want to make sure that you see it. Don't forget you to be a part of his DonaldJTrump.com to receive his messages. And so here is um, what he posted yesterday, October 28th, statement by Donald J. Trump, 45th president of the United States of America. The statement that I made a few weeks ago saying that Republicans will not vote if the election fraud of 2020 is not fixed was in no way meant to imply that I would tell them not to vote, but rather that they may not have the incentive to vote because it, you may not have heard about it, but there were people who were saying, oh, then he's saying don't vote. No, that's not what he was saying. He's saying that it's very demoralizing and disincentivizing for us to see how they stole it. And so we're like, you know, why even vote? Okay. And I understand that. We all know that. But I will say this, that when when the vote is so overwhelming for our candidate, it makes it their job 10 times harder, 100 times harder for them to be able to cheat. So that's why we have to vote not less. We actually have to vote more. Thank you for my wonderful, wonderful president. Um, it was the crime of the century. We will we are working on solving that problem every day. It will be done. Who loves getting a, a word from President Trump, right? People do not want to spend their time and money to have a scam like that happen again. Regardless of anything or anyone, you must get out the Republican and sane vote. Yes. Okay, so I wanted to show you that before we get started. Now, let's get with it on the metaverse. Did you see this? Hopefully, this one's going to play for us right here. Reflect who we are and what we hope to build. I am proud to announce that starting today, our company is now Meta. Our mission remains the same. It's still about bringing people together. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know if you have uh, remember the movie, The Brave New World. If you haven't seen that movie, actually, I think I have a, a link to it on my freedomforce.live. I, I, whenever I find videos, uh, where, wherever they are, YouTube or wherever, I put a link um, on freedomforce.live. Let me see if I can show you that real quick. It is actually going to be right here, videos and then movies with comms. Okay. See right here, movies with comms. So I always try to have everything right there handy for you guys. All of my videos that I have are in videos and categories. And then there's a list of them in this in a spreadsheet. So it's easy for you to hopefully easy for you to find whatever you're looking for. But yes, yeah, so remember that the Brave New World, they talked about the the, the betas and the you know, so there were the people who were like had a social score basically of an A or a B for beta and all that. So now they're calling this not that, but they're calling it meta. And so I'm going to show you how this was on the boards about they, they get our metadata, every bit of your text messages, your emails, your voice calls, your email, everything that you do, all of your communication, all your searches online, everything. They know exactly <laughs> what you're doing every minute of the day, have their finger, finger right on the pulse. Um, but they change their name. It's more than changing their name. You're going to see what they're trying to do. So um, it's, it's very insidious. And the reason for it is, before I even tell you, is because if you've got criminals, the one thing they have to do is stop the, the people from finding out, number one, what they have done, and number two, stop the people from stopping them. And that what what is the only way to do that? How do you control the people? Well, in this technological day, they can, they can know exactly, like, I have a terrible horrible, horrible credit score, uh, social credit credit score. I have, mine is in the tank. They've kicked me off of everything. And uh, 
Yeah, even I went to vote. And I got to tell you this story real quick. It's funny. I went to vote. No, not to vote. I went to be on jury duty one day. And there were, I don't know, 100 people in there. Lines and lines and lines and lines of people. You know, they, they had us all sit in, in order exactly where they wanted us to sit. Who was the last person in the last seat in the whole place? That would be me. And so it was funny. The girl right next to me, she was like less... <laughs> She was more wanted than I uh, am, and so she, they. Uh, she called. Uh, she raised her hand, and and uh, she wasn't even in living. She wasn't even from our county. <laughs> they wanted the chick that was not even from our county to be on the on the 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 jury before they wanted me. Which I was like, can I just go home? Because we all know that you're not going to want me on there. But the point is, how did they know? On that day, I'm like. They, they they have my social credit score. Even though I got the the jury duty card to go over there and blah blah blah, they knew they did by some kind of credit score, social credit score. They knew they didn't want me. So just that's just a prime example of how, in as well as how many times we've been banned and shadow banned and all of that. They know who is awake and who's fighting, and they've got to get rid of those people. So. It's very insidious, very dangerous, and and they also want us to live in an alternate universe. You know, we're already so much of our lives are is are already online. We're tweeting and texting, and you know, not that I'm tweeting, but you know what I mean. Everything is on social media. So much is, and that we've really so far already. You know, <laughs> like even the other day, I'm I'm back on the other end of the house, and I I text my husband. You know, on the other side of the house. You know, we're just so used to just that way of communicating, and it's not that there's anything wrong with it, but if that is our only way to communicate with people and <coughs> and to have that that uh, relationship, that's a big problem that we've stepped into this um, alternate, virtual, unreal universe. Okay, so this is the universe of fakeness basically is metaverse. Okay. So I wanted you to see that. And then they talked about this on, um, on Steve Bannon the other day, actually before this came out. And so I want you to see what they're talking about and listen very carefully because this is really about the, the dehumanization and they call it transhuman. And this connects with what they're doing with the shot, with the jab, because they are trying to change our DNA to turn us into GMOs so that we don't have the rights that we should have. And so that they are trying to make us into a non-entity who has no rights. Okay. They already treat us as if we have no rights, but this would basically legally make us as if we have no rights. So check this out aspect of human life, much like transhumanism, much like technocracy. Uh, it's an idea that you can have augmented reality, physical reality, and at the farthest extent, virtual reality merged into a single sort of experience that one would be able to inhabit potentially 24-7 in their lives. Talk to us about the metaverse. There's this big thing about, oh, they're going to change their name. They're not changing their name. They're changing their business model. The center of gravity of the company, it's very dangerous, and Joe Allen's going to tell us what it is and why it's dangerous. Joe Allen. Facebook will create a parent company uh, under which you'll have Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, and Oculus, their VR program. This is all a shift towards a When he says VR, he's mean virtual reality. And so you might not have these, but a lot of the younger kids do, and it's a big Christmas item that they put on these glasses, and it's as if they're in a different place, in a different uh you know, it's as if they, it's like they're home and they're just putting on these glasses or they're at work or wherever. 
Focus on the metaverse. We believe the metaverse will be the successor to the mobile internet. We'll be able to feel present, like we're right there with people, no matter how far apart we actually are. Starting with the most important experience of all, connecting with people. Okay, first of all, I've got to show you this. Before I even go on, this is the guy, this is the guy, Mr. Borg here, is the guy who's going to show us how to have relationships with people. There's just something something fishy about him and i'm going to show you a video about him in a minute so if you notice i mean he is the least likely person that you would want to teach you how to have good relationships and how to have uh meaningful uh relationships with people so look what look what he does basically as if he's putting on these glasses and he enters into this alternate reality Imagine you put on your glasses or headset and you're instantly in your home space. Hey, are you coming? Yeah, just gotta find something to wear. Alright, perfect. Hey, oh, hey, Mark. Hey, what's going on? Hey, Hi. Mark. What's up, Mark? Whoa, we're floating in space? Uh huh? Who made this place? It's <laughs> awesome. Right? It's from the crater. I met in LA. Uh, this place is amazing. <laughs> is, is, is Joe Allen coming here? We called this a while ago. We nailed it. You want to get to Mars News today, you come to the war room. Joe Allen, you're, you're fantastic. I, Talk about what you're going to say, because I was going to say, seeing that, I, I'm once again convinced he's either a cyborg or he's an alien, but I'll leave that for another. I digress. Joe Allen, Metaverse. It's a, a long and tangled argument to have. Cyborg, alien, android, uh, sociopath, autist. <laughs> but he looks like that guy on Star Trek. Remember the guy on Star Trek, whatever his name was? You know, he's like, how? They were seeding our thoughts way back then. Um, you know, so that last video we saw was part of the conference, uh, Mark Zuckerberg announcing and explaining what the metaverse is going to be. Uh, of course, he promised it would be human-centered. Uh, he promised that there would be privacy protections. He also promised that uh, users would have ownership of their data. Uh, but... <laughs> I, he's been lying about these things from the beginning. I see no reason to trust him now. Maybe he's been reading uh, Carlos Moreira's Transhuman Code, and now he knows how to code his speech. Uh, you know, uh, James Paulos in Human Forever, uh, one of the more powerful statements he makes in that book is that as the American co economy crumbles, as our social structure crumbles, people will more and more be drawn into these virtual realms. And that will be basically the justification for the sort of uh, social and material degeneration we see around us. It's a bit more than that, though. Uh, very quickly, we're talking about an integrated economic system. We're talking about a system that will have tremendous government oversight, thanks to our recent whistleblower. And we're talking about a system that is intended to be integrated into every aspect of our lives, from socialization to work. And though they don't mention it in the conference, of course, they plan to integrate it into religious life. Joe, nothing could be scarier than this. And uh, it's going to take a lot of work to deconstruct this and make sure the posse knows exactly what's going on. This is one of the reasons we brought Joe Allen over here. If the economy is decelerating at an ac accelerating rate, uh, 
technology is accelerating at an accelerating rate. And that's why we have Joe Allen here. Amazing work. I know you're going to have a piece up on this. We're going to get it up on the site and push it everywhere. We need everybody in the posse to push Joe Allen's content out. You need to push it out. Yeah, I'm very thankful for him exposing that this is dangerous. This is not a game. This is not just for fun. We've already seen how dangerous the Facebook has been because now we everybody is you know they have everything on everyone. This this big tech. The good news is that President Trump with Truth Social is gonna is going to destroy them. They're so they're big tech. He even just said that. What I read to you on the video yesterday of, of what our president posted, and I've got it on Freedom Force Battalion. That's my telegram, Freedom Force Battalion. I've got where President Trump wrote this whole letter to us saying that they're going to stop the, the big tech oligarchs, these tyrants who control every facet of every life, and it's all with a touch of a button. And so what what, what I think he was saying also with that the danger is, you know, when you have a re- when a relationship, you know, you've got a friend and, and something's not going right, you need to, you know, we, our, our goal is, as, as, uh, as humans, as, as people, as souls, is to, is to work that out and not just to toss that. But in, 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 and you don't control what that person says or does. You allow them to be themselves and, and all of that. Whereas this is, <laughs> this is basically that you choose your, your reality and you live in this fake world and you, you know, everyone has to do, you're the God of your own little universe. Okay. But you have to be, you have to do as you're told. And it really, really reminds me, not only, I'm going to read this from the founder, but you got to see this. Um, uh, do you remember the the movie? I'm going to try to find it. Where did I put it? Okay. Remember the Matrix, and they basically had everyone in these pods. And I've got several pictures here. That, so he's in this pod, and he realizes everyone's in this pod, and they're being grown basically on this farm. And that it's just pod after pod, and there's tower after tower of these pods where they're controlling them. They are not free. They live in this in this dream world, this dream state, and that they are not uh, they're not controlled at all. They're just used for their organs. That's just that's just what it was. That's what it was. That's basically the concept of the Matrix movie and why they realized they had it. They had to fight. And there were some who woke up from this dream state and said, we've got to fight back. But I mean, it was you know, daunting. And that's exactly what the case is here with us fighting against big tech. But you might also remember the movie Soylent Green. You remember that movie? If you haven't seen that movie, that's another one you've got to go and watch. Here is um, Charlton Heston, and he has—it's—he's awakened, and he's realizing that these people are using uh, other humans for for their for whatever for their organs for food for you know. And so he's trying to warn them. And this was a movie, goodness gracious, oh, 50 years ago. And so check this out. <laughs> They're making our food out of people. Next thing they'll be breeding us like cattle for food. You gotta tell them. You gotta tell them. Promise, Tiger. I promise. I'll tell the exchange. You tell everybody. Listen to me, Hatcher. You gotta tell them. Silent breed is people. We gotta stop them somehow. You might not remember this, but at the end, there was this older man who went into this room and it was dark and he could just watch this video and he's basically he's going to die or basically that for them to take his body and to you. It was just eerie, spooky, disgusting, gross. And that's what these people do. And again, because they have to stop anyone from bringing them to justice. 
these people they're not have no desire to have justice brought down on them and they will do literally anything just to prevent that okay so i want you to see yeah this is where this is where he literally said that he was he was human check this out but it is going to bother you because you're human and and i was human i am human but i was just referring to myself in the past um <laughs> Not that I was not human. Yeah, that's real funny. Uh, I, yeah, it'll bother you because you are human and I was human. In other words, things used to bother me. I used to have a soul. I used to have I used to have a, a, a conscience. I used to be connected to God, but I don't. I'm not connected to God anymore. So nothing, none of this doing evil doesn't bother me. I mean, this is seriously. This is literally biblical. That this is what um, you know. We're fighting this dark side, this darkness. Um, yeah, so I want you to see this also from post 1337, uh, May 2018. This was May 11th, 2018. This was way back from the beginning. Look at this. Facebook is listening to you 24-7, 365. They have everything on you. But the good news is Trump has everything on them. They never figured that, that the tables would be turned. And this is the day because of this technology, because of all this, that they became dependent upon it too. Now we have everything on them. And that's what Durham is working on. Okay, is to bring them down. And that, that's what we're going to do. This is biblical. This is what's going to happen. Literally, F9 algorithm. Are they recording safe housing? Yes, they have everything in these gigantic hard drives, you know, in these gigantic buildings. Metadata collection. That's what the metaverse is really about. Metadata collection. Building eight. DARPA. China, China, China. These people work for China. And, and China is just a... a you know, not the people of China, but the the Chinese Communist Party is the, you know, they even, even put CCC, so whatever. So China, China, China. So they are the ones who are leading this charge because they have basically are the dragon uh, in, in the book of Revelation. Okay, let me see if I can read a little bit of this before we go to the break. We are at the beginning. This is from Mark Zuckerberg. We're at the beginning of the next chapter of the internet and its next chapter for our company, too. In recent decades, technology has given people the power to connect and express ourselves more naturally, <laughs> like with him, right? When I started Facebook, we mostly typed text on websites. When we got phones with cameras, the internet became more visual and mobile. As connections got faster, video became a richer way to share experiences. We've gone from desktop to web to mobile, from text to photos to video, but this isn't the end of the line. The next platform will be even more immersive. Ugh. An embodiment, embodied internet where you are embodied, huh? where you're in the experience, not just looking at it. We call this the metaverse and it will touch every uh, product we build. The defining quality of the metaverse will be a feeling of presence, like you're right there with another person or in another place. Feeling truly present with another person is the, the ultimate dream of social technology. That's why we are focusing on building this. In the metaverse, you'll be able to do almost anything you can imagine. Get together with friends and family, work, play, learn, shop, create. We made a film that explores how you use this metaverse one day. That's what I showed you. So that is the metaverse. Everybody get this truth out there. I have more to tell you about what's going on. We're going to talk about the Tucker Carlson movie when I get right back. Hey there, patriots. I want to make sure that you have heard about informed consent and what is uh, what is your uh, what are your rights on informed consent? And there are a lot of really great things that are happening today as far as uh, fighting back against um, the religious exemptions and them, them saying that they, that they won't count. We've made some really great strides on that today. And I want to, I want to show you that, but first let me show you the informed consent. Here's what the food and drug administration defines as informed consent, except 
as provided in B50.23. No investigator may, investigator may involve a human being as a subject in research by co covered by these regulations unless the instigator has obtained the legal, effective, informed consent of the subject or the subject's legal authorized, legally authorized representative. Okay, so this is the informed consent. This is really based upon the Nuremberg trials that they can't use us as their guinea pigs. Okay, unless we say, okay, I, I have informed consent, not just a consent, but I'm informed about what they're going to do to me and I'm signing off that I'm willing to participate in this. Okay, an investigator shall seek such consent only under circumstances that provide the prospective subject or the representative sufficient opportunity to consider whether or not to participate in and that minimize the possibility of coercion or undue influence. The whole thing of this COVID shot is it's all of that. <laughs> Let's talk about undue influence. The information that is given to the subject or the representative shall be in language understandable to the subject or the representative. No informed consent, whether oral or written, may include any exculpatory language through which the subject or the representative is made to waive or appear to waive any of the subject's rights or releases or appears to release the investigator, the sponsor of the institution, or its agents from liability or negligence. So all everything on here is completely opposite of what is happening with this jab. Okay, we are. They cannot say, well, we're we are uh, we are not ever responsible for anything that happens to you in this in this situation. I mean, that is the law. That is the law according to informed consent uh, from the FDA. I didn't. We didn't put that on there. That's what they um, that they have said now. I wanted you to see that, and also I don't know if I'm having it on here. Um, before we before we do anything, I wanted to show you what happened today um, about um, this whole. Um, let me see if I can find it. There is a case that is happening right now to try to help people who have been um, uh, who have signed a religious exemption, saying that we want to make sure that. You know we you know we we don't want to have the jab we we it's against our you know our religion and they've signed this but the government is saying no that doesn't that doesn't matter we're not we don't care okay so this is what just happened actually today let me see if i can back up and find that exact uh page for you very exciting to see that we got some pushback on this and tracy beans is doing tremendous work on this i guess it's a little far that's my telegram channel so that's why you see it all in there okay so definitely join with me so you'll be on the front lines here we go the a judge said that this was not good enough they were saying oh well they won't um okay this was the response filed by the government today in the case we've been talking about they are essentially saying that while a decision is being made on a religious exemption, the plaintiffs won't be terminated. But if a decision is made to not accept an exemption, the plaintiff would have a certain number of days to go to get into compliance. That's a mishmash of word salad and no real protection against the heart of the matter, which is what the case is all about in the first place. People need to know where they stand and they can't be uh, made to do something against informed consent, which we just read. There is still an appeals process re for redress, but stand by for a second because the judge just issued another order. Okay, so this is what the the, the government had said. Now look what the gov the judge says, and I know this is too small, so I'm just going to read it for you. Essentially, the judge said, "Not that's not good enough. No, 
you, we need people to be protected. Their rights have to be protected. If this is a, a religious exemption, they can't. we can't change things in the middle of the stream. The court is ordering the government to file another notice by noon today. Now, this just probably just happened, and I haven't gotten the, the latest on it. Uh, we need to go to Tracy Beans and see what's the latest. This is very, very good news, though. The judge said it indicated that they will agree that no plaintiff on the lawsuit will be disciplined or terminated pending the court's review on the TRO, the temporary restraining order. Absent that, the court will likely grant the TRO, which is a huge, huge deal. Mike Yoder, who's doing this, I'm so thankful for these people who know how to do all these these uh, legal cases and, 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 and exactly how to do it and cross the T's and dot the I's, right? He will be, Mike Yoder will be on the podcast tomorrow to discuss all of this, including instru instructions on how you should move forward if you are a government employee of any kind. Don't miss it tomorrow at 2.30 Eastern time. So that's coming up. So you might want to check into that. This is a huge development and great news. I'm so, so thankful for them working on on that and to make sure that we have the rights um, uh, to to on the religious religious exemption. The th thankfully, I mean that's really what America is all about: is that we have rights. We have the Bill of Rights. We have the informed consent. We have the religious exemptions. All of this is in place, and that they are basically trying to just throw this out. And they hoped that there wouldn't be any judges who would say anything about it and say, "Oh, well, because this is an emergency, because this is a pandemic, we have to throw out everyone's rights." And they're saying, "No, not so fast." Um, it's now one month. Look at this, what's happening in Norway. This is amazing. One month since Norway removed all restrictions. They have no COVID passports, no masks, no social distancing rules. The seven-day average COVID death rate is one. One. Why is no one talking about the success of Norway? Because they don't want to. <laughs> they, they don't want this uh, to come out. But we need to share this. This is I shared this on my Freedom Force Battalion. So definitely go and share this with people. You can share this probably on social media, and they probably wouldn't even find it. And and but your people would be able to see it. That's what's so great about sharing these pictures. A lot of times they can't they can't read it. Now, our great Chuck Grassley <laughs> was I. I don't feel sorry for Merrick Garland, Attorney General Merrick Garland, because he's in in on this whole thing up to his eyeballs. But he did get a lambasting. He got a lambasting, which I showed you yesterday from Josh Hawley. Okay. And then now look what he's getting from Chuck Grassley. He asks about the settlement with the former FBI director, Andrew McCabe. Okay. Uh, remember McCabe got, he says, uh, I see, uh, he says, do you agree with the taxpayers picking up a multi-million dollar bill for someone that lied under oath to the government officials? Just asks him point blank. Is this is this what you agree with? He says, oh, the, the, the government, the government said the, the judge said this or the, the attorney said this, whatever. He's like, but do you agree with that? OK, listen, this is awesome. The nonpartisan Justice Department inspector general established that Andrew McCabe lied under oath to FBI investigators. He lied under oath to the Justice Department inspector general. It should also be noted that McCain leaked government information to the media and then called the he said McCain. He means McCabe, but he leaked all this information, which is clearly against the rules as an, especially for an FBI director. New York and Washington FBI field offices and blamed them for the very leaks that he caused. Under your leadership, instead of punishing him, the department reinstated his retirement, expunged his records as part of the settlement. He will reportedly receive $200,000 in retirement back pay, and his attorney will reportedly receive $500,000 in legal fees. 
So it seems to me that that's beyond incredible. So General Garland, did you authorize the McCain settlement? And if you, if not, who did? Senator, the McCabe uh, settlement uh, was the recommendation of the career lawyers litigating that case based on their prospects of success in the case. The case did not involve the, the issues about uh, lying. It involved a claim that he was not given amount of time necessary to respond uh, to, to um, uh, allegations. Um, and uh, the, the litigators concluded that they needed to settle the case because of the likelihood of loss on the merits of that claim. The Inspector General's report still stands. Uh, there is no, we have not questioned in any way the Inspector General's findings. Uh, the reference with respect to uh, false statements was made uh, to the Justice Department in the previous administration and declined in the previous administration. The point is he's saying, well, we figured there was the case was going to lose and he, McCabe was going to get the money anyway and we didn't want to spend all any more money litigating this case because he was going to win it anyway. And it, that is that is legal talk for we just were covering up this guy's crimes and we just cover for each other. <laughs> but oh, he won't say that. So I'll say it for him. The only issue here was an assessment of litigation merits. Short follow up. Do you agree with the taxpayer, since you didn't, somebody else authorized it, do you agree with the taxpayer picking up a multi-million dollar bill for someone that lied under oath to government officials? I think the assessment made by the litigators was that the bill to the taxpayers would be higher if we didn't resolve the matter as it was resolved. Yeah, so in other words, he's not going to answer. They said this, they said that, this is what it is. He's he, the man won't you know he won't he won't say what his opinion is, but he he's he's clearly not doing anything about it. If you were I were in this position, we'd say nothing doing. You cannot whitewash what this man did and and go ahead and 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 give him all this you know multi million dollar uh ta you know the taxpayers have to pick pick up the bill for someone who broke the law, and not only broke the law but broke I mean treasonous. It, 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 if the first person in the FBI, the first, from the first day, you know that you don't go out and tell the mainstream media, then leak information to the mainstream media. You know, so anyway, so that was pretty cool, though, that he was uh, that that, that uh, uh, Grassley was was calling him on the carpet, as well as Josh Hawley. He had a rough day. I don't feel sorry for him in the slightest. Now, listen to this. You're going to flip Ted Cruz is not holding back one little bit. Okay, so this, let me give you a little history of what's going on here. Uh, apparently, A.G. Garland's son is part of getting off this curriculum to the schools to teach this critical race theory. If you're not familiar with that, basically they're trying to get us at more at each other's throats than we already are. Basically saying that if you're white, then you are, you know, you should be ashamed of yourself. And if you're black, you're you're being mistreated just because you have black skin. And basically teaching us that, well, you know, don't work hard or don't do anything because you're, you're you know, you, you, you don't deserve anything you get. And, and, and if, you know, the whole thing is, is to destroy our country. It's basically we're under attack by the Chinese Communist Party. We're under attack by the, we're at war. This is Armageddon. So check this out. I'm sorry. You're not going to answer the question? I'm sorry. Say, no. Ask the question. 
theory is taught in more schools, does your son-in-law make more His money? memo has nothing. If critical race theory is taught in more schools, does your son-in-law make more money, yes or no? This memorandum has nothing to do with critical race theory Will you answer or if any you saw other it kind of curriculum. Will you that, answer if you sought an ethics opinion? I am answering the best I can. Yes or no, did you seek an ethics opinion? This memorandum has did nothing. Did you seek an ethics opinion? Did you look to see an ethics opinion about whether it was okay for, your, for you to promote critical race theory and for your son to make money on selling this curriculum to the schools? basically destroying our country and he's he won't answer the question because he didn't he didn't search in for an, uh, an ethics uh, uh, um, uh, opinion on it because it would be clear that it was not ethical what he's doing this memorandum has nothing to do with general are you refusing theory. to answer if you sought an ethics opinion? i'm telling you that there's no possible so you're saying no just answer it directly you know how to answer a question directly I'm did you seek an ethics opinion. I'm telling you that if I thought there was any reason to believe there was a conflict of interest, I would do that. But I cannot. Why do you refuse to answer the question? Why won't you just say no? I'm sorry. You're not going to answer the question? I'm sorry. Say, ask the question again. Did you seek an ethics opinion? I'm saying again, I would seek an ethics opinion. In so no is the answer, correct? There was a Senator, your time is up. I mean, the whole thing is just so ridiculous. But yeah, okay. So did you seek an ethics opinion about whether you should have, it, it was okay to rob a bank? Well, if I thought that it was, there was something wrong with, with robbing a bank, I would have sought an ethics opinion. But there's, I clearly have nothing, I don't, there's no problem with someone that's robbing a bank. So I didn't seek an ethics opinion. Okay, that's what he's saying. He didn't see anything wrong, anything wrong with him per, perpetrating the this critical race theory on the American people and having his son sell the curriculum to them. I mean, what a boondoggle. What a, what a financial boondoggle. All right, so I want you to see that. And then this was, um, this is actually Bo Snurdly. Bo Snurdly was uh, the assistant. He's actually, his name is, um, uh, what's his name? Oh, goodness. James Golden. He was uh, Rush Limbaugh's assistant for years and years and years. And uh, he, you, I'm sure you've heard many times him talking about Bo Snurdly. So he's, I'm just going to play just a little bit of it, but I really, I just want you to watch everything that Bannon comes out with. Awesome. Check it out. Domestic terrorism. Did you buy Merrick Garland's response? Do you, he's saying, hey, we never really did anything with this thing. Do you believe actually that they've tried to weaponize the FBI and the DOJ against these parents and call them domestic they terrorists? They absolutely did. They absolutely did. And the fact that the National Association of School Boards did and sent this letter working with the White House and working with the DOJ without the permission of their own board of directors, and that board of directors later demanded that that letter, that they apologize for that letter, should show you, I mean, th these people on the left like to talk about collusion. This was total collusion. The fact that Merrick Garland's family is involved in this and profiting it from it should not be ignored. This runs deep. The organization that, that is running this ideology through the nation's schools is real, it runs deep, and it is a profitable business for them. If this if the shoes were on the other foot right now, Washington, D.C. would be embroiled in investigations to get to the bottom of this. But because this is something that the mainstream press does not want to investigate, that means they're doing their but best. But again, because the mainstream media, it works for the Chinese Communist Party. They want to get out this critical race theory. That's another way that they can pull down pull down the, the United States. Financially, spiritually, 
uh, educationally, in every which way, uh, uh, physically, all this. All right, definitely, I want you to watch this. I, um, our time is going to run out. I want you to definitely go and watch this Mr. Truth Bomb that I've put the link on, Freedom Force Battalion. This is a, uh, this explains, this shows how President Trump set this up. This is a part of this whole, uh, all the posts on these boards that we've talked about on Q, how this was a military operation because they knew we were under attack by the Chinese Communist Party. What else do you need to see to know that we're under attack? We are at not just the COVID, but the, in, in a thousand different directions. And so this, uh, this guy goes into what exactly President Trump set up um, to to uh, to make sure that we have um, continuity of government so that we have everything in place even after he would ostensibly leave office. If there's any time at the end, I'll definitely come back and show you that. But I wanted to show you some other things. You, I've got to show you how this is biblical. I've, there's always so much I want to tell you. It's like there's never enough time. But anyway, so if you look into um, uh, Haggai, have you read Haggai lately? Probably, I'm thinking not. But the promises that, that this day would come when we would be, uh, that we would awaken and that we would be set free from these it's all throughout the word. You can't, once you see it, you can't unsee it. It's literally everywhere. So here is just a great example of how it's in, in Haggai. So the Lord sparked the enthusiasm of Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, the, go the governor of Judah, and the enthusiasm of Jeshua, son of Jehoshadak, the high priest, and the enthusiasm of the whole remnant of God's people. In other words, you have been sparked with enthusiasm. In other words, to re and it's, this is about rebuilding the house, rebuilding justice, rebuilding freedom, rebuilding uh, truth and honesty and, and fairness and all these things, you know, everything all over the world. They began to work on the house of their God, the, Lords of he the Lord of Heaven's armies, on September 21st of the second year of King Darius's reign. Now, I thought that was really cool because September 21st is right at the Feast of Trumpets, likely. And so they, they give you, they don't give you the Hebrew dates here, but anyway, so September 21st was, it harkens to this date, which was the Feast of Trumpets, uh, September 23rd, 2017, which is the sign of the Son of Man. No doubt about it. The Lord told us to watch for this and that there would be a great awakening once we would see this sign. And I just find it so coincidental that this hat, this is here on the, it says uh, that they began to work on the house. That's exactly when we started to work on awakening and starting to share this information and rebuilding the world with truth and justice and to kick out the, all this evil, to expose it, first of all, and then to kick it out. So I thought that was just so cool. And especially when it says on the second year of King Darius's reign. So yeah, this was actually the second year of President Trump's uh, presidency. I just thought that was just very cool and coincidental. All right. So then and the second uh, book, the second chapter of Haggai, which there's only two chapters, it says, Tell Zerubbabel, the governor of Judah, that I'm about to shake the heavens and the earth. I will overthrow royal thrones and destroy the power of their kingdoms, the foreign kingdoms. I will overturn their chariots and riders. The horses will fall and their riders will kill each other. That's what we're doing. We are destroying these, those who've had these royal thrones. OK, these ones who've been put in these high positions of authority, they feel like they can say anything, do anything, take away our rights and all of that. That's what's happening. He, we're, they're going to be overthrown. This is biblical. This is what the Lord promised would happen. So definitely, definitely go and join with me on uh, getting this book that uh, end times and a thousand years of peace. Um, and you can actually buy it for others. If you want to give it to someone for three bucks, two ninety nine, um, you can share this and read it. You'll find it's it's written very simply. I don't I'm not a 
trying to be a brainiac on all this. I just try to break down what they have lied to us about and how you can uh, know the, the truth and come out of the deception. So definitely check into that. But that's exactly what I do. I look at how in all of this, this is biblical. And they, one other thing I wanted to show you, which is one of my absolute favorite verses, probably the very first video that I did was probably on a, a Revelation 11, 11. I talked a little bit about it yesterday and I'd go into more videos on freedomforce.live, but there are two pillars. The two witnesses are the, the government, the, the church and the state. The church and the state are supposed to bring righteousness and the earth uh, on the earth. They're supposed to bring, put fear into people go, if we do something evil, we will be, you know, there will be serious consequences. But Clearly, that has not happened because they have been infiltrated and taken over. But look at this in Revelation 11, 11. After three and a half days, God breathed life into them and they stood up. Terror struck all who were staring at them. Then a loud voice from heaven came to the two prophets, come up here. And they rose to, it, to heaven in a cloud as their enemies watched. Now, some people say, well, we're going to escape earth. That's not what it's about. It's about us righteous people, patriots rising into positions of authority, whether it's on the mainstream media or in the government or wherever it is that we have arisen and they're in terrors. Terror struck all who were staring at them. They're like, how could they have awakened? We never thought in the world that they would wake up and put it together, but we have because this is the great awakening. This is the day that the Lord promised would happen. So definitely come on to Freedom Force Battalion and, um, oh, this is the one I wanted to show you. Just come over here and check out um, uh, Tucker Carl Carlson is going to be showing what happened on January 6th, and he's it's, they're, they're mad. They're freaking out. So get ready, because that's going to happen actually coming up this Monday. And oh, I want to show you this, too. Anyway, come on to, to check this out on Freedom Force Battalion, and uh, then I will see you next Wednesday on my regular time, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, uh, on Freedom Force Battalion on Brideon.com. TV. I had such a great time with you guys today and I will see you next time.